Hello and welcome to Between the Mountains Adventure Podcast. Today's guest is travel photographer Kira Summer. So I feel like if I could relive something like, yes, it would be fall as far as like traveling, like sites and stuff are concerned. But as far as like progression of myself, it would definitely be that Costa Rica trip because it literally changed my whole like makeup of what life is and like the definition of success because the definition of success isn't how much money you make or how successful you are or like how like successful you are at like like having a good job or like being a doctor and stuff like great for them if they're passionate about it but like success is your passion success is like being able to put things aside and advocate for yourself and like put yourself forward even though the world wants you to conform to a certain way of living Based in Alberta, Canada, Kira delivers such fantastic content and beautiful photography on Instagram, her website, so go and check them out in the show notes. This conversation was a complete delight to have with her. It's a bit more of an open conversation again, a bit like last week's episode. We're just going to have a back and forth really and just finding out more about Kira's background, where she comes from, what she's doing now and the plans for the future with a few more fun questions at the end. We talk about things like gender stereotypes, we talk about manifestation, positivity, chasing after your passions, saying yes to everything, leaving doors open, travel, Costa Rica, so much. So I really, really hope you get something out of it just like I did as well. And if you are a new listener, be sure to check out some of our other episodes when it's all done and dusted. We cover things about expeditions, chatting with incredible people and having an interview with them about their background and what they've done. And of course, we've got our Must Do Adventure series. So we've got another one, the third and final Hawaii episode coming up soon. So keep your ears peeled for that too. So be sure to hit follow and so that you don't miss another episode. But in the meantime, here is the inspiring Kira Summer. I hope you enjoy the interview. Kira, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm really good. Thank you for allowing me to be here. I'm so excited. Hey, thank you for thank you for signing up. Oh, no problem. Sorry it took so long to get me on here, but I'm like very excited to be here, even though it's like almost midnight where you are. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm surprised you're not worn out. You just did your live session. which Yeah, um, no, I'm not all talked out. I feel like I have so many more conversations in my mind, so we're good. I'm ready for Probably one thing to go, go over and sort of kick off with, um, if you're not tired of saying in the live session, is is really just like, how did you start all this? Because you've got quite a, a, a an interesting, unique, maybe unique. I haven't heard of much, much doing this method, but like, yeah, how, how did you get into it? So, I mean, there was definitely no method into getting into it. I actually... So I won this one giveaway before it was for like this CBC thing. It was like a $50 gift card. And when I won that, I was like, I, I am a winner. I can, I can win giveaways. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to go on Instagram and I'm going to find as many giveaways as I possibly can. I'm just going to enter them all. So that's what I did. And I honestly, I mindlessly did it. So I entered whatever, whenever And I guess I ended up entering a giveaway that was a giveaway for a free Costa Rica trip for one week, um, all expenses paid for like a social media and photography workshop. So I entered that and I don't even, I honestly, I do not even remember entering it. And then I was sitting in my room this one night and I got this DM and I was like, why is someone with 400k followers messaging me? Like, why is this in my requests? So I opened it and there was a paragraph and I was like, this is weird. And then I was reading it. And like, the more I was reading it, like the bigger the smile, the more exciting. I got like those little butterflies popping up in my stomach. I was like, oh my gosh, I want something. 
And he told me that I won the free Costa Rica trip um, giveaway for the social media and photography workshop. Now, I don't do photography and I did not do social media. The extent of it was probably just like going on various hikes and taking photos with my cell phone. So when he said all this, I was just like, this is going to be like way out of comfort zone, but I'm excited. So I was like, I still like I'm living at home. So when I got that a year and a half ago, I like ran upstairs. It was like midnight. And I was like, mom, wake up, mom. <laughs> she was like sleeping and she's like, what do you want? And then she like came out of her room. And she's like, what? And I was like, I want to give away. I want a trip to Costa Rica. And I'm like sitting there whispering, but like trying to talk because I'm like trying to contain my excitement. And she's just like, well, is it legit? Like, if you go there, are you going to like get kidnapped? And I'm like, no, this guy has 400K. It's legit. <laughs> so I was like, this is so exciting. And then um, I'm like, not, I wasn't really too big of like a social person. Like, I would get anxiety when I would go hang out with certain people and it would be hard for me to just like go hang out with new people and stuff. So when I knew I was going to be going on this trip with 10 people I've never met before, I was like, this is a really good opportunity for me to be uncomfortable. This is a really good opportunity for me to feel like just like going about something differently than I would typically do so I can discover more things about myself. So I decided for this Costa Rica trip that I was going to fly out a day earlier than anybody else. And this is, this is a little weird, but I was like, I'm going to go into the middle of San Jose, Costa Rica, and I'm just going to say yes to everything. Like, I'm just going to do that for an hour. I was like, because I don't normally do that. I don't normally travel by myself. And the last thing I want to do is say yes to everybody. But I'm like, this will be fun. Let's do it. So I like got off my plane, got out of the taxi, got to my hotel, and I like put away all my stuff and then I just like went for a walk and I was like let's let's see what happens so I went out and this random guy like came up to me when I was walking like I don't suggest people to do this like by all means like do not go to a foreign country and just say yes to everybody that comes in your path like come on but for me I was like let's just do it so this random guy came up to me and he was just like He's like, I don't even remember what he said. He was pretty sketchy. He was like shorter than me. He had like missing teeth. <laughs> and he was like, I'm really hungry. I feel like nobody here speaks English. He's like, you're probably the only person that looks like they speak English. Would you mind buying me a sandwich? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is an easy yes. Like for sure. Like let's go buy you a freaking sandwich. So we went to the store and I think it was Subway and I bought him a sandwich and I got him chips and I got him a pop. And then we got out of the store and he was like, do you want to, do you want to come and check out this one street or something with me? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And he's like, okay, there's this like taxi car thing parked around the corner. Let's just take that there. And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's just hop in a random car with random people, two random guys. Let's just, let's just do it. I'm like, I felt comfortable and like, I didn't really have any like two big red flags. Like this was kind of like a taxi like company. So I didn't feel like they were just going to abduct me. So <laughs> I went in this car, we like went down the street. It was really random. The street like didn't look good. It wasn't, there was no big scenery. So I was like, whatever. And then we just like went down the street and then all of a sudden the guy like left the car and then there was just the taxi driver. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but I'll pay you to take me back to my hotel. <laughs> and then so I- He was trying to get a free ride somewhere. Yeah. So he took me back to my hotel and I paid him like 10 bucks. It was like pretty cheap. And then I was like, well, that was good. I, I lived. That was fun. I was like, <laughs> now uh, I guess we'll just- go for another walk so then I went for a walk and I met these two police officers and they were like we're off at like midnight do you want to come and do some salsa dancing and I was like yeah that sounds fun <laughs> and I didn't end up going and I honestly feel like I should have but um yeah so that was my whole first day experience I was like this is getting me out of my comfort zone I was like I felt so not myself today that I am like ready to take on tomorrow and meet these 10 new people that I've never met before. So then Ryan and Brayden landed their flight and went to this restaurant and they're like, meet us there. And then this girl named Tabitha was also there and she was going to go walk and meet them too. So I was like, let's walk together and get to know each other on the way there. It was like a 10 minute walk. We bonded so well. Love that girl. She is 
amazing. She's like an aspiring photographer and stuff too. Um, so it was super fun just to chit chat with her on the way there. And then that's when we met Brayden and Ryan. <laughs> and then from there, those two people love them. They showed me like photography. They showed me social media and I just loved what they were doing. And I just felt so compatible with them, even though I've never tried it before. And I was like, life led me here for a reason. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I just, I could just feel it. So I was like, I need to take the overthinking process out of my head because I am an overthinker. That's why mm -hmm. I like go hang out with certain people and I would get anxiety because I would overthink so much. So I was like, take the overthinking out of it. And it was easier than I thought. And they were like, get TikTok, got TikTok. <laughs> they were like, be consistent on social media, did that. They were like, edit photos, even if they're like not good photos, started taking pictures of random flowers and editing those. Um, and then I just started after that, like I started traveling with Ryan quite a bit. Um, and all the places that we went, I felt inspired to take photos. So that's exactly what I did. And then I edited them in the way that I perceived the location so I didn't like see distractions so I took those out of the photos and from there I just slowly started to develop my style with photography and social media I got into this routine of posting at the same time every day not because I felt like I needed to post at that time but because it like gave me consistency when everything wasn't consistent because like it wasn't consistent to be traveling around from here and there. It wasn't consistent to be asking for vacation time from my job 24 seven, even though my coworkers seemed pissed, <laughs> like nothing was consistent. So finding that schedule for me to be able to post and just like know that that was always something that was going to be the same. Yeah, it felt really good. And like the other thing about it, too, is I wasn't posting at this time because that's when I got the most likes. It's because it got me out of bed for nine in the morning so I could get up and like do something that made me excited and then continue on with my day. It was like the first burst of like inspiration to like keep going. Um, so like even if like I posted and like the photo tanked or anything that never affected me like it never did because that's not why I was doing it. I wasn't doing it for the likes and the follows. I was doing it because I was having fun. And I feel like the reason why my audience is so organic and so um, engaged and positive is because they're following me because I was having fun and mm -hmm. because I was happy. They weren't following me because I was trying to get those likes because that's not timeless, but happiness is very timeless. So I'm just thankful that like, it started off with one simple trip to Costa Rica and it ended up me completely changing my life. I literally quit my job six months ago. Um, I wrapped myself in like meeting other people 24 seven and traveling and being uncomfortable. And now it's weird because I used to have anxiety leaving my house and now I have anxiety coming back to my house. <laughs> so it's crazy within one year how your entire like way of feeling and being can just change depending on just like if you allow yourself to not think and just do for a period of time i mean that, that hugely pays off though because if, if you look at the if going back to the live looking at the people on there there was such a engagement a genuine interest from everyone on there not just going oh this person's live i know <laughs> was... i was so excited they were like your first live we're so happy for you um yeah i don't know if you guys know but i just recently did a live before this podcast and it was with my audience on instagram and i went into it only wanting like 20 viewers because i'm like this is like i don't do this like i don't just go on and talk to the public on live without like filtering myself so for me to do that was a huge step. And the fact that people were responding and engaging with me and asking me questions and making me feel comfortable because they knew it was something that was uncomfortable towards me, just like really instills the community aspect that this career path and stuff has showed me. Like if you find something you're passionate about that you love, it's almost like the world radiates those things towards you. And yeah, that live was they made me so happy. I was very excited. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And you're um, uh, uh, before Costa Rica, uh, we had a chat about this before. Your mm. traveling history, your background. What did that uh, look like? I like didn't travel. Like I went on one family vacation when I was younger, and that was to Mexico. 
so fun. I remember I was, <laughs> I was actually younger. So I, uh, on that trip, I got my whole head braided and then I got like these starfish earrings and I was like wearing like one of those, um, like blanket shawl dress things. So like I was a tourist, like <laughs> if you hear like an example of a Mexican tourist going to visit Mexico, like that was me like starfish earrings, fully braided hair with beads at the bottom, wearing one of those little shawl beachy cape things and flip flops. Like I took in full vacation mode and that was like almost the extent of my travels. Um, recently too, like when I got really into hiking, cause that's something that really like progressed me to get outside and to kind of step away from like being a hermit in my house, I was like, I should go hiking. <laughs> and it took me a little bit to actually go hiking, but then I started to. And um, yeah, I would just like go on summit hikes every time that I would have a day off. And then my sister actually got married in Holland. So we did a family trip to Holland and uh, we went with my dad and he wanted to, he wanted to go to seven countries in Europe within three days. His goal wasn't to see as many things. His goal was to talk about how many places he's been. Like that was his goal. So I was like, that sounds great. I can say I've been to Switzerland, Germany, and all these like Luxembourg and all these places. But then when you're actually trying to fit in seven countries within three days, um, I don't know if you know this, but it's like, it's like a little stressful. <laughs> like you're not going places to experience them. You're just going to step on the ground and then leave so like you want to check other things out but you can't because you're on this time crunch and then you're also like in the car for probably about 15 hours of each day with your family <laughs> and don't get me wrong I love my family but uh spending that much time with them within one small space a little stressful so that was like another yeah. So that was like another thing that, so it was just like Mexico and then I did hiking and then I went on this trip with my family and I always thought that vacations and stuff were only for people that could afford them. And they were only for people that could get the vacation approved. They were only for people that went after high school and did post-secondary school and um, went into a career and paid off their loans and then saved up a bunch of money to be able to go on trips. Like I was like, that's unattainable for me. Like I can only go however many times in my lifetime. And that's just going to be the extent of it, even though I really want to do it. So when I won this Costa Rica trip and I saw all these crazy kids traveling the world and making money, I was like, I want to be a crazy kid. Like, why can't I do this? <laughs> so that's what I was like, take your thought out about where you're going to go, how much money you're going to save and like where this is exactly going because you won't ever know. And in order to actually figure it out, you have to dive into it because you can sit there for a year and overthink every possible situation, but you're not going to actually know if those situations pop up unless you do it. Mm. So like, yeah, I, I feel like you no don't have to hand know. something to you. Like you've got to make it happen. Yeah. And you don't have to have a background of doing something or know people that are doing something necessarily to do it. You just have to have the confidence within yourself to just, you know, put that first step in and see what happens and like making sure you're doing it because you want to, and you want to have fun, not because like you feel obligated. Cause then it just takes the fun out of it and you'll stop before you even start. You know? Yeah. Cause there's a, there's a, there's a quote, which is a, um, I can't remember who said it that the name is like right there but I can't quite remember but the, the <laughs> quote is it's funny the harder I work the luckier I get and I've had a couple of guests on, on the podcast like Tim Howell and John Gupta come to mind um, yeah you know John Gupta for instance he owns a mountain expedition company uh, and his house like has uh, the biggest mountain in Wales Snowdon and uh, oh, you can see it from his house and, and the way he sees it is like no one came up to him and went, congratulations, you've, you've been awarded this house and this company. Like, you know, you have to work for it. And like, if you want something, you've got to go out there and make it happen. Well, yeah. And you have to be like, not only excited about like what your end goal is, if you have one, but also excited that it's like excited about the work that it's going to take to get there, you know? A lot of people focus like even on a hike and I use this um, metaphor for a lot of different things, <laughs> but it's like when you're hiking, 
it's like you can either sit there and hike and focus on when I'm going to get to the summit and be mad that your legs are tired and that you are climbing and that it's taking hours to get there and forget that the whole time you literally have the summit views around you 24 seven, or you can like focus on, I'm having fun starting this hike. We're walking through the forest. Like my body is functioning and going up these crazy rocks and stuff. And now I'm at the summit. Like, I feel like you get more accomplishment out of recognizing the whole day instead of recognizing the one thing that you did. And I feel like that's a huge thing that sometimes like gets misinterpreted. Like I'm not in this career path to make it. I'm in this career path to have fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you get, you get like reality and perception, don't you? And they're, they're like the two parallel lines of life. And like, you know, mm-hmm. you know let's, let's, let's really take it to hiking as well. Like, you know, for the people who go out and don't enjoy <laughs> hikes or being outdoors, <laughs> which will probably be no one listening to this. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but you have like the reality of you are doing a hike. Like that will not change. You are doing a hike. Your perception is, oh, my legs are tired. Oh, I just want to get back to the car. Or your perception can be this is like flipping amazing like look at this view yeah i'm doing it yeah. and like right? the, the reality never changes you like you like you just change your perception along with it and that goes for good and bad things exactly i actually watched this video the other day that was so interesting and it was saying about how how you feel internally is just um, your way of balancing out the world externally. So like if you feel anxious and you have anxiety, it's just your body trying to adjust to what's happening around you. So if you're able to like calm yourself inside and tell yourself like, this is my reality and like the way I'm perceiving it is proper, then I feel like you have less anxiety because you don't feel like the whole world is like, overcoming you you feel like you're overcoming the world kind of thing you know what I mean take that with a grain of salt (laughs) maybe like reverse this podcast and like re-listen to that a few times because it sounds confusing right off the bat but it's definitely something (laughs) I swear the video that I watched that said this was like a lot more insightful I'm probably butchering what they said but yeah (laughs) I wanted to chat about your traveling as well like you you mentioned that you know you wanted to be one of those cool kids uh, and you've kind of taken a like if, if I had the money I'd do it like 100% uh, you, you've gone like, down the van life route you're still uh, building out your van right yeah and I'm telling you right now like I did not have the money <laughs> so like you don't have to have the money to do it you just have to do it like my van in total costed 20 like not in total so the van itself when I bought it it was 2300 Canadian it's very cheap. So I bought my van for 2300 and I didn't just like buy the first van that I saw. Like it probably took me about a month and a half to find the proper van. And then I bought my van and I actually waited three weeks. Um, I was hassling my father to help me with it. I was like, you need to help me with it. You need to help me with it. And he's like, I'll find somebody to help you. Don't worry. And I was like, okay. So I was like, I waited a week and then I called him and I was like, I'm just going to do this myself. And he was like, no, you shouldn't do it yourself because like, what if you mess something up and then it'll just cost you more money? Like, what if you wreck wood or whatever? And I was like, oh, that's a solid point. I should wait. So I waited two more weeks and then I called him and he was like, I can't find anybody to help you, but I'll pay you to do it yourself. And I was like, I'm going to do this myself. (laughs) So I went and this was following a couple different gender things that popped up. Um, if there's one thing about me that we won't dive into because we could probably do an entire five hour podcast about it, but gender things I am very, very passionate about. Um, and it's because the older I get, the more I notice how, how big the gender role. People placing limitations on you. Yeah. Like huge. Like literally the other day I was just in, um, like I was in the shop. Someone straight up looked at me and said, girls are good for like birthing and raising kids and I was like like we won't step into this because it's like a huge topic but could you imagine someone telling you that like this is your only aspiration of life but yeah so like a few this was like before a few gender things happened and I went home with like this rage like not rage but like this motivation that I had within myself and I was like I'm freaking doing this and I'm not only doing it I'm doing it by myself 
for myself with myself. So I went home and this is the only YouTube video that I watched for my entire van build. I watched one YouTube video just to see what the skeleton of my vehicle would look like if I ripped out like the seats and like the frame and like all of the like upholstery whatever inside. So I watched a video and I saw what it looked like. And it was just like this little girl ripping it out like me, but she had like her parents and stuff to help her. But I was like, she can do it. I can do it, of course. So then I went out to my van and I ripped that thing apart. Like I ripped it until it was literally metal, like for hours until there was nothing left. And then once you have something where there's nothing left, that's when you can start building it. So that's when I started building my van. Um, I think to this day total, like I'm telling you when I was building my van too, um, the panels are huge. Like they were a few feet long from one side to the other. So I was literally lifting up my leg on one end and holding up the other side while I'm trying to like pre-drill holes and keep this wood piece where it was. Um, and then like switching out the bit to like have the actual drill part to drill it in. Like, I don't even know what I'm saying. Like, I don't even know what bits drills or anything are. You just kind of figure it out as you go. <laughs> so then here's me trying to like balance a board with my toes and then also holding it up with my hands while I'm holding a drill and doing it. And don't get me wrong. It was hard, but I did it. And now we pretty much have the, the van almost fully made, except for we're going to be installing a wood burning stove. And we're also going to install um, uh, plumbing and stuff. So I have those two tasks I need to do. In Canada right now, it's like negative 20. So I'm going to wait until it just like gets a little warmer outside. Um, and then, yeah. So van build, probably total, it will cost me 4500 Canadian. So that's just going to show that you can build a van for probably, what, like 3000 UK? <laughs> or what is it pounds you guys have there you know what i'll um let's let's find out shall we hold on that's um yeah forty five hundred canadian to yours let's see let's give the, let's give the people some inspiration to do the van life for cheap <laughs> four thousand five hundred canadian dollars is two thousand five hundred seventy eight pounds fifty oh my god for the u.s audience it is three thousand five hundred eighteen yeah. So if people are like, I need to have ten to $20,000 in order to do van life, I can tell you right now, you are creating barriers within your mind. So you don't do it because that is not the case and you can do it. <laughs> you just have to start. You have to start going online and looking for things. You have to go and get the confidence to just go outside and rip your van apart without think without overthinking. Like, if I rip this out, what's going to happen? Because I will admit, I ripped out my um, window sills within the van. I ripped them all out. And then I called my friend Michelle and I was like, I just ripped out everything in the van. And she was like, well, make sure you don't take out the window sills because it's really hard to build them. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's too <Yeah>. late. <laughs> and it was too late. But then it that just gave me more motivation to figure it out. So I went out to the van and I... I figured it out and we have windowsills and they were not easy, but we did it. So like that just goes to show you can do whatever you want. You just have to start. Absolutely. Yeah. And that if we haven't mentioned it already, uh, specifically in Canada where you are, you've got the perfect back garden to go out and do this in as well. You're in Alberta, aren't you? I am in Alberta. So I'm about like, I'm at home right now. So I'm about two and a half hours from the Canadian Rocky Mountains, but those are just the mountains that everybody knows about. So those are like the Canmore and Banff Mountains. I actually have mountains that are probably about an hour away that are the Waterton Mountains that literally nobody goes to that are also a part of the Canadian Rockies that are insane. And then an hour and a half away in another direction, I also have the Crow's Nest Pass Mountains that are not like, once again, a lot of people don't know about that are absolutely amazing for hikes and stuff. Um, the reason why I know about all these is because I got into hiking for that first initial while and I was able to like explore all these different mountains that were different than just like the Canmore and Banff typical hikes. So yeah, definitely in a good place for what I'm doing. It's like a little cold right now. That's why we need a wood burning stove to be installed for the van life situation. But whenever I go out for like the weekend, just to have fun, it's so nice to just show up to a lake with mountains towering over it etc like i love it yeah I've, I've done it in the uk 
I slept in the in the back of the um, Volkswagen Passat estate, so just a yeah. like an estate car. And uh, just in the morning, you just kick the boot open, and the mountains are right there. You know, they're not the Canadian Rockies, but they're still gorgeous, and it's just so. Oh, still, you could have a field in front of you, and that's even nice to wake up to because you're just you're waking up to scenery instead of waking up to like a room around you. You know, that's so nice. What's your favorite season to hike in? Oh my gosh, so fall. Have you seen fall? I saw your photos. <laughs> I didn't even know fall was like that. Like two years ago was, well, not even two years ago, like a year and a half ago was the first time that I actually went to the Northeast of the United States to go check out fall. And like, don't get me wrong, when we were going there, uh, cause I went and traveled with Ryan and he was just like, you're gonna see like vibrant reds and vibrant oranges and pink. And I was like, we're not gonna see pink trees. I'm like, you're crazy. I'm like, they're gonna be like a rose pink or like an off pink. Like, are you colorblind, sir? <laughs> <laughs> And then we went there and my mind was completely blown. Like you drive down a road and not only are you seeing pink, but you're seeing all those colors I just mentioned at once. Like it was insane. So I would definitely say that's my favorite season to hike only because it was so unexpected. And I think a huge thing about like why I love traveling is because I don't expect to see all these things. And then I get there and I see them and it's just like, it's the most insane thing. I always say, if you're going to travel, go places where you don't have expectations because I promise you, you will never be disappointed. Oh, and that's, that's such a, that's such a huge tip. Yeah. Such a big one. Yeah. Like, and that's just have like my- no expectation. Be excited. That doesn't mean don't be excited. That doesn't yeah. like, because a lot of people get that confused. I find whatever I say, whenever I go, oh, I just don't have any expectations of where I go. A lot of people initially are just like, oh, that's a bit sad. And you're like, no, 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 <laughs> no, this is good. Like Helsinki, for instance, I was, I was so excited to go, but like, just had no expectation. Like, cause that, you, but it applies to traveling. If you have no expectation, then you won't be disappointed. You will just absorb it as it is. And it will be the, the least biased version of traveling that you can do, I think. Exactly. And that goes with like literally everything like that goes into like, when I first started traveling, having zero expectation, when I first started going to social media with zero expectations, when I first started building my van with zero expectations, and like, I was surprised of myself every single time. And like, because I didn't go into social media being like, I need 500 million followers within a month. And then I got (laughs) disappointed in myself that I didn't reach that goal. I went into it and I was like, oh, people might love to see these pictures. And I'm like, I'm excited to post them. Maybe they'll be excited for me to post them too. And then I posted them and like, don't get me wrong. Like when I first started posting, I still would only get like under a hundred likes a photo. But did that stop me from posting? No, because that wasn't my goal. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't my goal. So I was like, okay, well, let's just like, let's see what else we can post and like be creative about. Like there was so many times where even initially I would sit there and I would edit a photo for literally three hours. A, because I didn't know what I was doing and B, because I had so much fun trying to figure it out. And then I would post a photo and like hardly anyone would see it. But did that make me any less excited to post that photo? No, it made me even more excited because I'm like, now I'm going to keep doing this. And like, yeah, like no expectations is always the best route to go with things because then it just, you're doing it because you're having fun and people will see that. Yeah. What you want, because then it inspires them to have fun too and be happy. And I think that's, I think that's where the, like things should go. People should always do things that make them happy. Yeah, absolutely. Looking at a photography angle as well, is autumn your favorite time to shoot photography too? Yes. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I love shooting winter. I'm in like a huge winter feed right now. And it's like so great. And I love it. But it's so cold all the time. You go out of your vehicle and the cold just like pierces through your bones. And then everybody's like, we need to wait till sunset. And it's like, um, sunsets in like three hours. Are we gonna like stand outside the whole time? Or can we like maybe like warm up for like two and a half hours and then come out for the last half hour or something? (laughs) (laughs) So I love winter. I love being outside. It's like a winter wonderland up here right now, but I do get cold. Like I definitely get cold. Canadians aren't accustomed to being cold all the time. 
we just deal with it because we have to. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. I remember when I traveled to Switzerland, there was people and they were like, you're from Canada, you should be used to this. And it's like, do people get used to the cold just because they're constantly in the cold? I feel like you would get less used to it because at this point you should just be sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I think I'm just sick of it. <laughs> and I'm like, my feet are cold, I wanna go warm up. Meanwhile, I, I feel like I'm the only one in the UK who, who craves snowy days because like it, it falls right and we, and we get it for one to three days like of the year if it snows that year. <laughs> like a treat instead of something you have to put up with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like 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 just uh, nearly swore. Just dump it on the country and like as much as you can and let's just sit back and enjoy it like. Although we get crippled, like like a couple of snowflakes fall and buses are late. You know, like the We're gritters like, are like... Down buses, businesses are down. We have a sprinkle of snow coming, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit Stop like that. your houses because you're going to be inside for at least a week. We have one sprinkle. We're oh, just not ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't come to Canada then. Those people are watching... Flying everywhere, like. <laughs> yeah. You guys have one grace period to come to Canada. And I promise you that's going to be from July until mid-August if you if you don't like the cold if you like the cold you have more of a time frame but other than that you will not want to be here because it's freezing and it's cold going back to photography as well I mean the the moments like like lighting for instance can be such a small amount of time that it's perfect like do you find it hard to balance living in the moment and capturing the photo yeah so that's actually something that it takes time to figure out. And I feel like I don't even, I don't even, I can't even confidently say that I have figured it out yet. Um, when I go to locations and stuff, I, first of all, I love to take pictures. So finding different lighting and stuff is me exploring the location in itself um, and finding different angles. And because when you're finding different angles, you're searching around and you're walking around and doing things you wouldn't typically do. So that right there is kind of just also helps out with the experience. Um, but I do find it hard. Like if, if we're showing up somewhere like kind of late and then sunsets happening, I almost feel like we're sitting there so focused on shooting for that entire 10 minutes that I'm not experiencing the place in itself. Um, but I never usually like walk away from a location feeling like I missed out on something because of how much joy I have in doing photography. Um, I feel like if I had like maybe a little bit less of a passion for photography, I might walk away feeling like, oh, I just consumed like that whole time frame with photography and not like enjoying it. But the thing about me enjoying a, enjoying a location is doing the photography aspect. Um, but I think the thing that I find hardest about like living in the moment is just like the job aspect of what I'm doing. So not to, not thinking overly about like, oh, I'm out in the mountains today, but I could be at home writing emails and like progressing like financially and setting myself up for saving money and getting a house in the future. Like there are times that that consumes me. And I feel sometimes I feel like I can't fully enjoy a place because I'm constantly thinking about the future instead of the present. But I was so consumed by the future when I was recently traveling in the States. And then I got back and I was so consumed with living in the present and now I'm just like, literally right now <laughs> is me trying to figure out how to find a balance between the two. So I can't fully say that I've come to a conclusion, <laughs> but I'm just, yeah. So that's probably where I find it the most is just like figuring out like how to progress in this industry and this job. And then also remembering that the reason I chose this industry and job was to have fun. So like a balance between the two. Yeah, it's a little tedious at times because you're like... I want to travel, but I also need people to pay me. And then you reach out to brands and they're like, we want to give you free product. And it's like, how does that pay my $5,000 freaking camera bill though? <laughs> you know? So it's like advocating for yourself and not just taking free product from brands because you want their free product. Cause I only work with brands that I love their stuff. So just by them sending me things, it makes me excited. But I also have to make sure like I'm advocating for myself and making sure that I'm withholding my value and being properly compensated for like certain things that I do it's just like it's a balance with that job and hobby and then conjoining the two you want to make sure that your job doesn't overpower the hobby part of it and your hobby doesn't overpower the job part of it and 
that's very hard to balance. Like I've been doing this for, I quit my job six months ago and I still haven't figured it out by any means. <laughs> so well, the, I think the, the moment you probably think you have figured it out, something else will come up in life that completely throws the balance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, here, you actually don't know what you're doing. We're, we're giving you a speed bump. So well, hopefully a positive out. thing, like hopefully some sort of contract, which goes, I mean, Renee Roaming, um, Renee Harnell and her, her husband, Matthew, they landed that contract to go to all of the U S national parks, didn't they? Which, uh, which throws the work-life balance way out of whack, but that's for such a worthwhile project. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's like, I can't say no, but I just have to like figure out a balance with this now that I got this curveball thrown at me. But I mean, yeah. like like uh, the previous guest, Holly Budge on this show, she, a bit like you were saying, yes. Um, she, um, she was the first woman, although I, I always feel like I've got to say, you know, she was 30 seconds behind the first person <laughs> um, uh, to skydive above Everest. Um, and she uh, she rode semi-wild horses in a race across Mongolia. And both of those opportunities were just saying yes and, and figuring out the sponsorship afterwards. She was they were like, are, are you in? And she's like, yep. And they were, they were just like, that's 24 grand. And you're like, yep. Yeah. I'm <laughs> even more in now. Give me a moment on that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, that's so awesome. That's what I mean. Like when you start advocating for yourself and saying yes and pushing yourself past your comforts because you know something's going to make you happy, like literally things radiate towards you. Like I have a big mind state on manifestation. Mm. Um, and ever since like I even like had the idea of traveling or like taking photos on my cell phone and hiking, like I just felt like certain things would come into my path to like show me different things. And as long as you're willing and able to listen, even sometimes those things are overwhelming and confusing. But if you're like willing and able to listen to them and like take a deeper meaning out of just like the surface feelings of like being overwhelmed that you initially have, like you can progress yourself so much. It's just like being okay with being uncomfortable. But yeah. That's awesome that she just said yes. And then she, they were like 24 grand. This is great. Aww, that's so exciting. I love hearing stories about people. Hey, you just got to make it work, haven't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, worst yeah. case scenario, you just turn around and go, hey, look, can't get the money. But at least you had that door open, right? It's not like, how bad would it have been to shut the door? And like a month later, you're at some sort of, you know, work do and they're going, yeah, we're really looking to like really get the brand name out there through some kind of sponsorship. And you just be like, oh damn, that could have been me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and you would have never known if you just, if you would have overthought it to the point where you're like, I need to figure out my financial thing. I need to do this. Not only would you have delayed the email and they could have found someone else, but you might've just said no, because you thought it was too overwhelming. And as soon as you say no, you close that door. But as soon as you say yes, it like stays open until you can figure it out. And like the worst that you're going to, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're not going to go, but you wouldn't have went anyways initially if you would have said no. So it's like, you know, which one? (laughs) Yeah. God, take that risk. We could probably chat for hours and, uh, and, and, and we, we, I think we should maybe look at doing some sort of second episode chatting about more stuff. Uh, Yeah. I've got a couple of wrap-up questions, but one, I always ask people this question because it's, it's interesting to know. Like so far in your sort of traveling career, what's one moment that you'd love to relive? Oh, that's a hard question. I think it was my first introduction to fall. It was either that or my first introduction to like everything. Like if I could relive like little me not knowing anything and never wanting to leave my house and having as much anxiety as I did, to taking that first step again like I feel like even like if I could relive that and really channel that I feel like that would even inspire me right now to even do more than I'm currently doing because it almost feels like that was like another Kira that did that because like I'm going back into the overthinking stage and I'm like I want that other girl back that just does stuff (laughs) so I feel like if I could relive something like yes it would be fall as far as like traveling like sites and stuff are concerned but as far as like progression of myself it would definitely be that Costa Rica trip because it literally changed my whole like makeup of what life is and like the definition of success because the definition of success is on how much money you make or how successful you are or like how like successful you are at like like having a good job or like being a doctor and stuff like great for them if they're passionate about it but like success is your passion success is like 
being able to put things aside and advocate for yourself and like put yourself forward, even though the world wants you to conform to a certain way of living. You know what I mean? So if I could redo something, that Costa Rica trip, so fun. Like not only was it fun with Brayden and Ryan, but oh my gosh, this girl named Chelsea. Okay. She was amazing. I used to not take photos of my face and she's like, Kira, show me your face in these pictures. Kira, like model and do this. And I'm like, I actually have a girl that's like pumping me up. Like this is weird. And yeah. So like, oh, that Costa Rica trip. I'm telling you, I would definitely relive that any day. Those people were amazing. Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> so listen one thing i wanted to address and, and this literally came up earlier today I, I saw in the comments loads of people asking about you know would you travel to that and it was amazing to see how much of an international audience you've got um i know in japan i was like what yeah Aww. so exciting i'm like can we exchange countries for like an hour because i want to visit your country <laughs> yeah uh, we, we had people um chatting about like would you go would, uh, would you come to norway are you going to come to norway are you going to come to turkey are you going to gonna come to ireland um, and i saw those people commenting and i, I think probably the the quickest way to wrap up because uh, wrap up that question and i'll let you do the talking absolutely this is just my guess um, yeah you know you love travel so basically if it's a country yes you want to go right <laughs> uh yeah like the if someone was like come to japan sold like so down I would like I will be visiting Japan I will be visiting Norway I will hopefully be visiting everywhere within my life I feel like that's why I wanted to do this career path like travel photography involves traveling to as many places as I want to and the problem is is I want to travel everywhere I want to be able to look back and know that Like if I ever buy, like if, it's not when, it's if I ever buy a house and stuff and actually settle down in life, I want to make sure that I know and am confident about where I'm living. And I feel like I will never be confident about it unless I've experienced everywhere. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you research a place to go to, like you'd rather research it all. And then if you miss anywhere out, it was your choice. And not, exactly. not, you know, get back and then someone goes, oh, did you check out this place? You would have loved it. And you go, no. I imagine buying a house and going, Mexico, that's the place for me. And then someone goes, have you seen New Zealand? <laughs> and then it's like, darn it. But yeah, that's like a lot of like my friends that I like grew up with and stuff. Um, So I actually had, I think two of them one of them just well okay so one of them just bought a house and then another one is thinking about buying a house and like don't get me wrong I'm very very happy for them I think that's amazing but when I think about it I'm just like you're born and raised in Lethbridge and now you have a house in Lethbridge so it's like how do you know that like Lethbridge is the place that you want to like constantly live if you've never experienced anywhere else and because of that mind state, I'm like, I need to make sure I experience everywhere else because I don't want to buy a house and then feel like I might have wanted to live somewhere else. So in order to take away that regret, I'll just make sure I don't buy a house unless I've experienced every possible place I want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's an interesting one, actually, because um, this analogy is going to sound mean to them, but it's just literally the analogy. I don't mean anything like that at all. Um, there's uh, an author called John Stuart Mill, and, and it's like a hundred or so years old. Um, uh, he has an inability to describe anything in less than 5,000 words. It's a pain, but he wrote a book on utilitarianism, which is basically just like, it's got flaws to it, but it's basically just like the happiest outcome for everyone involved. Yeah. Um, and he actually talks about, you know, um, being conscious of missing things out and, and it, it, on the topic of being empathetic for, for, you know, for other animals. So he said a pig, for instance, like, do you feel sad for a pig? Because we have all these amazing things, trains, planes, you know, businesses, you know, money, clothes. Um, and, and it basically boils down to that pig has experienced nothing else. So that pig would be like chuffed well happy <laughs> you know yeah. it's experienced nothing else doesn't have the capability to think of anything else yeah. so it just is there whereas you have you do know what it's like so if you then became a pig you'd be really like frustrated because you know you could do all these things and it's the same yeah. thing when it comes to traveling i think you know the people who haven't tasted it people who haven't been bitten by the travel bug uh, you know they'll grow up in the town they'll get a house in the town they'll you know they'll marry their high school uh, boyfriend 
because they haven't experienced anything else and they could be the happiest people on the planet. Yeah. I think it's because they haven't traveled and experienced those other things that they are happy. So, you know, if they're happy, they're happy, right? But yeah, no, I 100% agree. And like the other thing about it too is like they are 100% happy doing what they're doing. And like, if I ever went to, like, if we switched places, they might hate what I do and I might hate what they do. And that's just like us being two different people. So I'm not saying that like what I'm doing is always right, but I'm just, I'm just saying like, I felt the travel bug and I, if I went back, I don't, I don't think I could ever go back. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if I went back, I would be sad. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Like asking, asking a boss for vacation time and then having them say no like what I could not imagine having that like I say no to myself because of how much money I have in my bank account sometimes but at least that's like my own decision not like else. like what if you had the money and you wanted to travel and you had this whole travel plan just like mapped out and then you asked your manager and she was like you can't do it (laughs) I'd be like oh my gosh but like to everybody else that's just like used to that they're like oh okay like I'll just delay the trip so it's just like yeah it's just like the product of where you're raised around and then also just like your idea of like where you want to go and like doing it because if you just like if you're comfortable being comfortable then like stay comfortable and like be great but if you're not comfortable feeling comfortable then it's time for some discomfort in your life and you're going to progress from there you know 100 percent, yeah yeah for sure but if you had the budget when you can to to go to three places and they can't be Canada, where would you go? Norway. Um, oh, Patagonia, big one. Patagonia in fall. Oh my gosh, insane. And also Japan. Like Japan looks crazy. Or China. Ooh, or like New Zealand or like Iceland. I don't know. That's hard. <laughs> Three choices. How can you just like summarize everything up? I just told you I want to travel the entire planet. And you're telling me I have to give you three options? Yeah. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> or like Saudi Arabia and stuff too. Like places that people don't go because they're scared. But like you can go and you're fine as long as you do like the proper research and you have a tour guide and stuff. So it's just like doing that kind of thing. Like, yeah, I can't narrow it down to three, but I kind of gave you three and then I gave you a few. few I'll take the first three. Don't worry. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) You spread yourself across different continents there. So that's, that's good. I'll take that. (laughs) (laughs) In the United States too. Like I want to travel around the United States more. There's so many hidden gems in that entire country. There's like red rock and then there's hot springs and then there's deserts and there's mountains and then there's surfing and that's literally all within just one state. That's just California. So imagine if you went to like Utah and like Arizona and Oregon and Washington. And I like, I've been to all those places, but you can explore there endlessly. That was another reason I got the van, but then the borders closed. You should do some sort of epic van, uh, van trip from sort of, uh, from Alberta all the way down to Patagonia. Oh, I should. That would be so fun. I've heard some sketchy things when you go through dirt, different countries, especially like a little girl in a van. But you know what? I, I'd probably sort of Central America, maybe uh, Colombia, Panama, sort of the, the Darien region there. Probably yeah. A little bit dodgy. But then. Yeah. But, but I mean, we went to Costa Rica by ourselves and we said yes for a whole hour to random people and got in a car. So I think if I can do that. I feel like we could do a bad road trip to Patagonia. Like we're going to try it. I'm sure someday. Well, you could convoy it. Maybe a few of the people who've, who've got vans um, or like pick up, uh, pick up trucks or four by fours or something. You could just all do some sort of big convoy all the way down to the bottom. And that way you're safer, I guess. Yeah. Like that would actually be perfect. So yeah, I definitely want to do like a whole huge road trip in the van once the borders open. It just like seems unattainable. Like I feel like I got the van and I'm like, I can't full-time van life, but it's like the world is just on pause right now. We still can full-time van life. We just have to make sure the van lasts until the pandemic is over. (laughs) So we're talking like maintenance and making sure we're not driving too much because that would be very sad if the borders open and then my van went kaput because it does have high kilometers on it, but it's it's quite a beast. So I think it'll be fun. 
this will all be a memory one day anyway you know i, I guarantee you in however many years time you'll be going oh like man do you remember 2020 <laughs> you know, it'll be but all so we had to do was hang out at home and not do anything like that was so nice <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting a, I'm getting a bit sick of it all, but I, I was positive all last year. But I I bet you, like, will Karen being full pace, and then people are gonna go back. Oh man, I I miss, I miss just being sad. <laughs> I know it's funny because everybody's like, COVID's crazy, blah 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 blah, and it's like, I bet in like, like you know when you have a job and then you have like a few weeks off and you're itching to like get back to the job. And then you get back to the job and you're like, why didn't I like take in those two weeks to literally lay in my bed and do nothing? I feel like that's going to be, that's going to be COVID. But instead of for a two week vacation, it's going to be like a year and a half to two years of COVID <laughs> vacation. You're going to need a huge recovery period from this. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yep. So I've got a couple of other questions before we, yes. uh, before we, uh, I, I guess, uh, sort of reluctantly call it quits. Um, so if you... If you had perfect conditions right now, where would you travel to? Uh, like without COVID or with COVID? Uh, without perfect conditions. No. So without COVID. <laughs> no COVID, okay. Yeah, no, no, no I, COVID. It doesn't have, this, isn't, this isn't a bucket list. This is, you know, you've literally woken up and you've checked the forecast for that place or you've looked outside and it is perfect. Where are you going? Oh, man. Probably the places that I've been going to for the last like two months. Cause I honestly cannot get sick of them. Um, I'd probably go to Banff, Canmore, do the Icefield Parkway. There's this beautiful place um, near Banff that's called Abraham Lake that has the methane bubbles um, on the ice sheets and stuff. I would definitely go there. Um, even in summertime too, like going to all these lakes and mountain areas when it's hot outside is incredible. So I definitely would go there. Um, I also want to go to Vancouver at some point and go on the coast and just be near the ocean for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think I would like, if I could just hop in my van right now and not care for two weeks and just go somewhere, I don't even think I would go to the Canadian Rockies. I think I would go South. Like I would go to the United States and I'd probably go to California um, because it's hot and I could, like thaw for weeks seems crazy but I could do that and that's probably what I would do because California is so central you could go up to Oregon you could go over to Washington you could go down to Arizona Utah Nevada it's all so close to there and just being in the van and being close to that many different things I would love that so that's like just to give you a couple options that's probably where I would go. I'd go. Yeah, you're, I'm surprised. You only gave me one or two there. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I would go to Canada, Vancouver, California, Arizona, Utah. Like, <laughs> so this is perfect conditions for about seven, eight months. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been thinking about all the places I would go. No, not at all. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for a while. <laughs> so, uh, last question is where can we find you where where can we follow your travel updates and your photography oh i love that so i have an instagram channel it is kiera underscore summer k-i-e-r-r-a underscore summer summer is my middle name um and i also have a tiktok channel i highly recommend not checking it out because it's there's nothing on there that's inspirational at all it's like literally just random videos i upload um, my Instagram is probably the main one. And from my Instagram, you can also go into my bio and I have a website page. Uh, and yeah, I have just like, I made my website, so I don't know if it's interesting to everybody else, but it's very interesting to me because I'm not a techie person. So the fact that I was able to build a website and even a shop on my website, is crazy for me. Um, but yeah, those are a few places that you can check it out. My website is www.kiarasummer.com. <laughs> Nice. And I'll put all those links as well in the show notes too. So if you are not driving, then uh, you can (laughs) click on them. Click them. Yeah. Love it. But Kira, thank you so much for coming on. Cheers. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I really, really hope that you enjoyed that session. Like I said right at the start, let me know what you think of it on btmtravelpod at gmail.com and you can go and follow 
all of these socials for Kira and both for, for the podcast, all in the show notes to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the like. You can subscribe to the blog on the website too. And you can also check out the weekly newsletter with the link in bio as well. Weekly newsletter? Sorry, monthly newsletter. I'm, I'm struggling to keep up to a monthly, so let's not commit me to a weekly right now. Um, if you want to support the podcast, you can do. If you find any value in what's going on, feel free to just uh, sort of buy me a coffee with the link in the bio or sign up to become a patron and you'll get some merchandise along with it as well, ready to go and explore with. So let me know what you think of the episode. Uh, let me know what you think of the future episodes as well. We've got a great month coming up next month. We've got another Denali episode as well coming out next week. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have a brilliant day and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.